welcome back to the Monarch Impact. My name is Autumn Kerger, class of 2023. And my name is Erin Remal. I'm a member of the class of 2012 and Gwen is Director of Alumni Engagement. Today on the Monarch Impact, we are so excited to welcome Allison Zuka, a 2010 Gwinnett alumni and award-winning photojournalist based in Los Angeles, California. Her work focuses on social issues and she uses her camera as a method to empower and connect with others. Her work has been published in Vanity Fair, The New York Times, The Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, The Atlantic, The Cut at New York Magazine, Wired, Forbes, Los Angeles Times, Inquire, US News and Report, CNN, The Lily, San Francisco Chronicle, Altimer's Sun, and the historical book Together We Rise, the official oral history of the Wounds March by the organizer. She also received a Trocare Leadership Award for her work at, in the arts at Gwyneth's reunion celebration this year. Wow, that was a list of absolutely amazing accomplishments. Well, without me talking for much longer, let's hear about this amazing career from the amazing woman herself. So I'll start us off. Okay, so I have a really like interesting question for you. Like, what was your favorite subject at GMA? Um, I mean, it sounds cliche, but probably art. Um, like, I don't know who is there now, but Mrs. Hohenstein was my art teacher. And, um, and then also, I was like, just just going through all the questions and people that, wait, you said favorite subject, right? Art was definitely. Yep. I'm and like, Mrs. Hohenstein is still here. That's amazing. Um, yeah, that was def definitely my favorite class. Um, just like the freedom to create and like we went to the barns um, and um, learning visually. I mean, my job's visual, so it's a little cliche, but uh, yeah. That's awesome. And obviously you kind of segued into my next question and it's do you use that subject in your job today? Yes, definitely. Um, it's kind of interesting because when I'm like there's a lot of different facets to journalism and visual journalism. And so, but a big part of that obviously is just visual storytelling, but a lot of the basic principles of art I'm using like every day. So that's why a lot of times when we're working on a story, it's helpful to have a reporter there working on quotes and the written details and logistics like that. And then I'm, a lot of times doing either reporting before and then focusing in on the visuals to see like how is this properly visually communicating and getting the you know the audience um to understand it with like some of the basic techniques that you learn you know as early as grade school in art you know and did you i remember because we went to school at the same time um you you know use different mediums like you know paint and things like that. Was photography specifically something you focused on in high school or did that come later? Not really. Um, it definitely came later because I've always drawn. I went to like university arts classes in high school. Um, and then in college, basically, I was going to do an art program. And then we got my mom and I got down there to like orientation and they were like the art director was like, all right, 75% of art students don't graduate in four years. And I was like, all right, well, I got like, I'm, I'm four years. Like, I want to go. 
Um, and so we literally like got up out of the orientation and went to the business school and I have a business degree and once, and I would highly recommend that. And we can talk about that later, but, um, first semester in, I did an art, I started my art minor. And so that's how I got into photography and like learned through film. And, um, so yeah, so it was basically in high school, all drawing, painting, mixed media, and then taking that into college, I shift a bit and then started working as a newspaper. That's really cool. Like, that's awesome. Um, well, my next question is, like, was there anything that really prepared you at Gwinnett for your current job? I mean, I think at Gwinnett, I was always, like, encouraged. Like, I loved my class a lot. And we had, like, we always, like, my friends now, we still talk about that. Um, so there wasn't really like bubbles and whatever, and just trying to get to know everybody was really helpful. Um, and feeling like I could talk to teachers openly and just like question things or, um, kind of just discover myself in high school. Um, so I would say like when it kind of just provided that environment for me to feel comfortable to, you know, be silly, goofy, learn, question things, you know, uh, travel, things like that. That's awesome. I don't know and about you. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, because I, I also have a background in journalism, not photojournalism, but um, yeah. written. And yeah, it definitely gives you the confidence to feel like you can approach people and, you know, you, there's not a whole lot of, you know, boundaries that you don't feel comfortable crossing after you come here. Totally. Yeah. And definitely, I would say, in an industry that is like male dominated and also a challenging one to like, you know, newspapers aren't necessarily like the biggest growth of an industry. Um, being able to push forward, you know, I definitely learned a lot of that at Gwinnett. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned Mrs. Hohenstein, of course, like what did she kind of teach you and any other teachers that you felt had a really big impact when you were here at Gwinnett? I can't remember like specific things. I have honestly a terrible memory, which is why I like write everything down. I have like notes for this call um, and also take a ton of photos, obviously. But I just remember feeling like I remember the memories of like walking down to the art building or the art section because that was new at the time and that was like a big deal and just feeling kind of like I don't know, free, like freedom going down there and creating. Um, and then also I was really close with Mrs. Gordon and she, I would say was probably the, the like most inspiring for me in terms of questioning why things are, you know, um, and just trying to fully understand something from all aspects. Absolutely. I loved Mrs. Gordon. She was my, I think my freshman homeroom teacher and then a theology <laughs> teacher. She's, she's not here anymore. Um, so the girls haven't met her uh, that are current students, but I totally agree. And, and, and actually speaking of that, you know, something that we really learned in her classes was the power of mercy and just kind of spreading kind of the ideals of our school all over the place, whether it be through religion, but also like just general, you know, giving back to the community, things like that. Like, what did having that kind of unique experience here, whereas like you wouldn't have that in another school kind of do for you? Yeah. Um, I would say like, I got into this work because I wanted to make an impact. And so like, I didn't, 
No, I always like worked with nonprofits and things like that, volunteering, whatever. But basically like in my senior year of college, I won a contest, got the confidence to be like, okay, you can be a freelance photographer. But it started from like wanting to work and make an impact on communities. Um, and so then I later discovered that that was through journalism. Um, but so like studying abroad when I was in high school or going to Australia, um, volunteering and just like understanding like the impact that we have on all communities. Um, totally started, I mean, definitely Gordo and she was part of like when I graduated college, I developed a project um, called Dreams That Could Be. And that was rooted in like about education, students lifting themselves up. Um, I'm rambling, but no, that, it kind I, of I love started <laughs> kind of um, like that framework is how I got to my job now because I wanted to just make an impact on communities, give people the space to be seen. And having done a lot of the nonprofit and volunteering, I liked that work, but I liked for me giving people the space to just be seen rather than me kind of being like the helper, you know, like pe giving people feeling that they're empowered if they want to share their story. Um, so I would say, I don't know how to round out my rambling, but uh, just um, wanting to just make an impact on community and just let people have a space to be seen. Absolutely. Obviously started at Gwyneth and uh, just all my friends like Helena Devald and who used to work there um, are pretty much trying to do similar goals in their work. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like you have a really good core group of girlfriends that you're still friendly with. And Helena now works on our alumni board uh, with yeah, me. Yeah. So uh, I feel like you all, you know, have the, like, you know, yeah, such a good set of values that you learned here. And, and speaking of which, um, you know, we have so many traditions here and like that sisterly love, like, was there like a specific tradition when you were here at Gwinnett or like something we did here that was like your favorite? Like when in traditions or like anything. When I was thinking back to it, because um, I was just talking, someone like asked us a question about lockers in high school. And I was remembering like decorating lockers for games, and I loved that. And um, like pasta parties before games. Like I, mostly, I think about like my sports times back when in, um, in terms of like traditions and things like that. But um, like lunch with the cookies soft cookies and like getting <laughs> we don't like, have no, those the... cookies anymore <laughs> they're so good we used to put them in the, the chocolate chip cookies right we used to put them in yeah, the microwave yeah. and they would get gooey well you should put them in the microwave we do. oh good like, <laughs> yeah totally and also just like the little things like I remember like I'd this is so not significant but like I loved the uniforms. I loved like walking in with my moccasins and then changing my shoes. Like, um, but other traditions, I can't really remember anything like serious. Yeah. No, those are, yeah, it's that feel good. Like you walk down and everybody has a smile on their locker, wishing them luck on something. And yeah, it's a yeah, good vibe yeah. for sure. I was at this, I was just covering something and I was at an all girls school out in Pasadena and it, I was like, this is, just like nostalgic when it vibes like all the girls were like coming into an assembly wearing sweatshirts with their skirts and like moccasins and like 
that confidence that you have like in senior year and you're just like this is it like you know um it took me back and I was like oh my god I haven't been back to Gwinnett in so long you've got to visit next time you're in in Pennsylvania I know I know it's awesome well and we want to talk a little bit about post Gwinnett too obviously so go ahead Autumn for sure um you kind of mentioned earlier that you I think you said you were majoring in business and took a minor in art what made you choose business like originally well like the very blunt fact of logistics of me wanting to graduate in four years but that's something I'm like really passionate about and I haven't um I want to do something more in terms of either speaking to schools students about this art students um because the landscape's so different now if you want to be an artist or creator of any sort um but as I was in the program I was doing a business management degree I was realizing that just like business is everything so and it impacts everything and I was like okay even if I'm not in finance like I need to know how to do my own finance or savings accounting whatever marketing um so it was an accident how that all happened but like I wish I could say like oh I knew I was gonna have my own business and that's why I did that but um I would you know even if artists want to do an art degree or art program I would highly recommend doing a business program because most jobs now are for artists are independent um you know galleries you're not necessarily or like just photojournalists you're not normally a staff photojournalist um if you want to learn to get into galleries fine art galleries you need to understand how to market to dealers and to get into that conversation work you know network it's like the business of art um and these are the kind of conversations I'm having now with like my friends and colleagues and like what we do and like a lot of people that have art degrees are just now trying to then go back and learn all of that um and even my photo teachers back in the day in college they were like come and stay do a master's and I didn't because I was like it's not like becoming a doctor it's not like I need this that master's degree for my profession and so for me I didn't want to be um you know have lots of debt for master's program um so I always say that that it helps you develop um kind of like your plan and understand like how the freelancing world works I know there's a lot of like digital creators and um video and design and graphic my nephew's 13 and he's like just starting to get into all of that which I love but I'm like you still need to know how to like what copyright is and licensing I mean I'm not telling him this yet but um you know those are real part of art um that's not as fun and like fun to talk about but um you know a lot of my job as a photographer is making sure the copyright language is not um taking advantage of my work and I have like copyright lawyers and I've had to push back on editors on what they're trying to get so it's like a lot of that is part of it it's not all of it I don't want to make it sound boring but um the more you know about that the easier that stuff is so yeah definitely because definitely not a boring job and <laughs> not making it sound boring at all <laughs> but I I was just wondering how did you get into photojournalism and like 
how like was there a certain reason that it brought you to LA? Um, so I would say the shorter answer is it didn't bring me to LA necessarily. Um, I was living in Maryland after college and with my then boyfriend, now husband, and we didn't have kids. We didn't have a house and we we've always been wanting to travel. Like we're just traveling type of people. And I think that that actually really started at Gwinnett when I went to Australia and Fiji, that was like the kick. My mom like was like proud and excited to do that, but also was like, great. Now I've like made you wanting to travel all the time. Um, and then I studied abroad in college and now I live here. So, um, so that's the short answer of Los Angeles, but it's ended up being really productive, like um, helpful in my work because specifically for what I do, there's an intersection here of um, global and national interest. So a lot of the national newspapers will report on here versus smaller markets. Um, but how did I get into photojournalism? Um, well, I worked in my college newspaper, photographer, photo editor, um, and then I don't know how to, is this like an ideological question or like a logistics, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, I think like, how, yeah, how did you actually end up realizing this was like a passion of yours? Like you mentioned, I know you worked at your newspaper, I believe your current husband worked there with you, like, and you, you kind of found your passion there, right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, absolutely. I was like, great, I, I want to be a staff photographer for a newspaper, um, New York Times. But so yeah, so that's where I discovered it. But logistically, how I got into it, um, I started building up my career by doing wedding photography for Juliana, for an alum, Juliana Lari or Juliana Bolito. Mm -hmm. um, and so that would kind of gave me the experience. I knew I, that wasn't for me, my end all be all wedding photography, but I knew that it could provide skills and um, experience, like a ton of experience that would help me as I build up my career. I mean, I would say it was kind of like a, a process of like, happy accidents and then strategic so like when I graduated college I did an internship in New York at an art agency so that I could learn how these like you know art buyers and agents were representing their photographers so that then I could do that for myself because I my work doesn't kind of lend itself to having agents so um, that was very helpful and then working with Juliana was very helpful and also figuring out I always say this but like that was my my time of like processing my why so in art or whatever you're making or anything it's like why what's the work that I feel passionate about what kind of stories do I want to tell why am I the person to tell it you know how do I go about um doing that and so I kind of did my why because I was like why am I not fueled by weddings emotionally like photographing them um and I was like for me they're pretty similar in terms of a story and also there's not much in terms of helping a community and so once I got down to that um and kind of looked back at my roots of like being raised by a single mom finding stories of strength and women and um those were kind of, those are kind of like, uh, not trends, but you can kind of see that sprinkled through my work is a lot of empowerment, strength, women stories um, and education actually. Um, 
that's kind of how I ended up specifically telling the stories that I'm telling now for the news. Right. And it's cool, like, as you were kind of figuring that out, you got a chance to work with a fellow Gwented girl who, you know, was in the photo space, you know, she's a very talented photographer, and um, it's cool that she got to kind of help you along the way, which is awesome. Totally, yeah, and I still do work with her now, and we're friends, and um, yeah, it's funny, like, we're, I literally am going to do some work for her later. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, so yeah, funny. yeah. Um, well, you kind of segued, again, into my other question of how you worked your way up to where you are now. But if you mm -hmm. want to go into that a little more, definitely interested in hearing. Yeah, I'm, well, I also am wondering, like, in terms of, is it helpful for me to be as specific as I am? Or, or is it like, is there a lot of art students? And I don't, so what I'm going to say was just conferences and workshops um for at least photo but I'd imagine of course every industry has both of those um that was a big way of meeting people that I and building relationships so I feel like networking sounds very like uh like robotic but just building relationships and getting to know people um editors other photographers um was absolutely the way that I was able to understand this industry that I think is a weird one um, to understand because uh, it's all about relationships and there's no real guideline or map to figuring out how to do it freelance journalism. But um, so yeah, workshops, conferences, keeping in touch with people. I would very much, and like this business side of things helped out with that. I would like make spreadsheets of what newspapers I wanted to work for. So if you were interested in fine art you could do galleries and who do I need to meet and what do I want to communicate and why should I be talking to them like does it align like if I'm not a sports photographer don't talk to ESPN you know things like that um so yeah so I, I still do that now not as much because I've just been busy but um workshops and conferences were a big way and you mentioned like you're you know especially when you're in college you're like I want to be a staff reporter or a staff photographer at New York Times and I believe you've been published in the New York Times, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, how did that come about? Like, was that through a connection you met or like, like how did you get your first work in the New York Times? So um, through, these, through these workshops and conferences. So there's a few uh, important ones in photography. Um, one is called the Eddie Adams. And many aside, if anyone's interested in photojournalism, like I literally have many emails and phone calls about with like people trying to break in and I'll like send you all the things, the roadmap that was not available to me. Um, but there's a few workshops that are really important in the industry, which two of which are the Eddie Adams workshop, which is by the New York Times, and then the um, Missouri Photo Workshop, which is like a very... Um, like long-standing photo workshop in Missouri um, and you actually go and work on stories and those editors are there and they're your coaches and so that is um, you know and then you do portfolio reviews and so all of that built to it and I don't know when I first started working with them um, but I would say like in the beginning you're so hungry to get to work that I would be getting so caught up in how I was coming across and having a good pitch and 
um, trying to make connections so that I could get work. And then I was like not being fluid and like just making connections because I was so worried about like, did I say sound okay? Was that okay? Like, and I wasn't just being myself. And so once I got rid of like the, this is how you get work and just like trying to meet people and learn from them and just ask them questions about what they do, it lended itself to a lot more natural relationships with editors at the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal and whatever. And now when I am talking to them on the phone or email, it's much more, it's professional, but it's casual because they're trying to do their job. I want to help them do their job and vice versa. So um, that's always my advice. It's just like in the early years, you're excited, but just take a deep breath. You know, you're learning, you're learning so much in the early years all at once. Mm -hmm. And like you also now are able to, I'm sure, be a little more choosy about the projects you work on and, and take and you, you've, um, you know, worked on some really important, impactful, especially like social justice projects, like what kind of led you to those specific topics to cover and like how has being able to immerse yourself in the, yourself in those projects kind of affected how you look at the world around you? Um, that's a good question. I would say tying in back with the other question too, or just my rambling from before. Um, like what, so when I started out, my first big project was Dreams That Could Be, which was in India and Benin. And it was a year long project of producing and shooting and doing photos and videos and making a gallery and a book. And I felt like that's what I needed to do to make stories that I wanted to make, um, which was a heavy lift. I like fundraised and it was the whole thing. And I'm proud of that work and everything that we did. But as I was like on my way back from that trip, I was like, wow, that was such a heavy lift. And I only got to spend a month on the ground with people that I was telling stories of, like how much more time could I spend in communities or communities near me if I'm not traveling, you know, halfway around the world. Um, Oh, so getting into social justice. So that kind of led me into seeking out. I was like, there's so much going on in the U.S. Like I don't need, or the East Coast or the West Coast. Like I don't need to travel far. So then I started pursuing self-assigned stories um, in communities near me. So I was in near D.C., one of the biggest, um, <clears throat> I think I pitched this. It was like a portrait assignment around um, the Women's March. And I did that with Cosmo. And I think, I don't know if it, um, I think I've always been socially justice-minded. It was kind of more than just refining what stories I felt or themes or um, topics were important. So I really landed in as I was continuing to work and figure it out around women's issues, um, empowerment of, you know, marginalized communities and, um, Usually that ends itself to youth stories and education for me. I, can you remind me of the question? Yeah, just, I, you answered it. Um, you know, kind of talking about how that also has kind of impacted the way you look at the world and, you know, what has, what, has that changed anything in your kind of perception of, of the world around you? I would say every story does. Like I'm, you learn so much on every story. I would say the biggest thing is kind of, um, like a certain humility of being able to understand different people. And it, and for me, it's not like my show. So um, 
meeting for me it's like a lot of meeting people where they're at and having like being really really grateful that people want to welcome me into their lives to listen and and I'm in a lot of different lives um so you know from truck drivers to at the border to hospitals it's like it's a lot of there's a lot of sensitivity for people in the world and there's a lot of like hurt feelings um a lot of joy you know like so there's so much that everyone's feeling um and going through and experiencing so I would say like humility is kind of something that I learn all the time of just wanting to meet people where they're at and kind of I take that into day-to-day all the time you know absolutely yeah and earlier you kind of spoke about how um you know in the photography business it is a male dominated kind of uh job and obviously at Gwyneth they teach us like she's the future and that we have power to like change that and I was just wondering what your experience was like in at your job uh facing discrimination against your gender yeah um I think that there's a real asset and a real skill set of course as to being a woman um being a storyteller because I think naturally most women have a sensitivity that a lot of men don't have not saying men don't have that I know a lot of like very sensitive like gracious men male photographers and you know just in general um but there is so like I'll do a lighter type of story so like covering Britney Spears's trial um which is like a fun type of thing to trial to cover because it's like a lot of um fans and things like that but it's a lot of things going on in the excitement and so that'll be a classic example of there's like it's like an old boys club so it'll be like you know seven photographers from Getty, AP, Reuters, whatever, whatever and so then I'll get there and I'm kind of like the like small blonde and I have like two straps and my cameras and I'm like mean I say like mean mug and like I'm just like no nonsense not here to chit chat like and I talk with my friends who are my colleagues in the industry but um you know a lot of them are like who's this young person young woman whatever but that's normally the scene it's just like a lot of old dudes um that have been doing it forever so just a visual of like how I think about it it's like I always try to like there's a lot of different angles sometimes when things are happening in a story like I try to beat them to the spot you know and so like at the one time with the Britney Spears thing it was like there was a main group and there was like a wall around them and I like staked out my wall spot and got it and I was like throwing my elbows out so I could just like stand there against sorry um stand there against like the guys and like not going to give up my spot um so I would say just like the energy is a little bit um more masculine of like a not a fight but like a, just a more of an energy masculine energy and I would say just for me um I learned something from that and how they approach editors because it'll be very much like um I've had a lot of conversations with female journalists and photojournalists of like you're a little bit nervous to email editors like how did that come across and whatever whatever and like some of the men photographers are like 
whatever sent my my stuff's awesome or submitting the contest they're just like this is great blah 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 and so I try to use some of that because I'm like there's no need to worry about if I use an exclamation point in an email like they do it all the time I can do it too um but I haven't luckily haven't had to face some of the things that some of my colleagues have had to face um but it's definitely real in the sense of like editors pressuring women um, or being just like, um, you know, just issues within the workplace. Specifically, there's a story around National Geographic. Um, one of the editors there was problematic and he was fired. But I would just say like communicating to your friends and colleagues about if anything is happening. Um, and sharing that information, like we'll give each other heads up if there's some editor that's problematic and I would never wanna work with that person. And try instead of feeling like I have to work with that person, knowing that I have many other people I can work with and it's not worth it. Um, I think like remembering your own power as a freelancer is really important because I think we can feel like we have to do anything to get the job. And it's like, you really do not. You know, you're providing the skill set for them. They need you. They want you to work with them. Um, so, like, and those workshops that I was mentioning before, like, there was stuff like that. Um, you know, some editors just feeling like they have so much power. And so kind of remembering that you have power as a freelancer, you're bringing something to the table is um, something I always remind myself and other people. Yeah. And I was just wondering, what was your favorite thing to ever shoot? You kind of spoke about um, the Britney Spears trial. Um, was that it or was it something different? No, that wasn't it. But that was just like a fun, light one, even though it's not a light issue. But um, I was thinking about this earlier and it's, it's more on the heavy side, but I had a story that I worked on last year going to the border of covering like hospital surging, surging during COVID, like rural hospitals. Um, and I was able to spend time with a family, a widow whose husband died from COVID um, and kind of worked that story from her perspective and where she was at to the hospitals to um, just other people that had been experiencing that. And I would say it's stories like that that I, feel lucky to work on and feel that um, the lessons that I've learned and the skill sets that I've learned of patience and um, just, like I said, meeting people where they're at, feel rewarding to work on. And um, so, and you mentioned kind of like, as you're getting into, you know, journalism, you recommend, you know, studying business and things like that. Like if we, we have some you know, girls in the school, uh, students who are interested in, you know, following your path one day, what would be your advice for what they can do kind of now in high school or, you know, just about to graduate high school to kind of prepare themselves to, you know, follow in your footsteps? I would say, say, start thinking about, start thinking about and photographing what you find interesting to photograph, like do your why search before I did, you know, um, why are you interested in something? What is your back, like what is your history leading you to be interested in that? Um, and and don't, you don't have to, you know, 
fly to Benin, Africa to do a story, like start on a portrait project, make it something tangible that is, um, that is tangible. And also I think what's helpful is figure out how you like to work. So that doesn't mean you have to figure out what camera you like photographing. If you don't have access to a camera, we all have amazing phones that take amazing quality photos. Um, but like I figured out, I like to work in smaller pod scope projects. So like not a three year long project for me, you know, one day to a few months is a good range for me to work on something. Um, so figure that out. How do you like to work? Um, do you like working in solo projects? Do you like collaborating? Um, there's a lot, there can be a lot of collaboration in terms of portraits of, you know, if you did a portrait project with someone or a group of people, are they playing a role in it? So think about what are, one, how you like to work, start making lists of projects and start doing it. Um, reach out to people like me. There's like a whole network of, well, one, women photographers. It's called Women Photographs. And I can email a list of like links if that's helpful um, that are like more than happy to share their resources be respectful. Obviously, every Gwena girl knows that, but like, be respectful and be appreciative and everyone is happy to help. Um, and yeah, I think those are some good things to start out with. For sure. And, you know, obviously you have such an impressive career. You've come like such a long way. And I was just wondering, was there anything that you would do differently if you had to go back in time and redo it all? I don't think so. I, I always think when I was starting out, I always just wanted to have done it sooner, you know, like figure it out sooner or whatever. But um, I don't think that you can, you know, um, and I think like I appreciate all the different experiences I had. So I would say no, you know, it's like you make your mistakes growing up. You still make mis I still make a ton of mistakes like you're just figuring it out. Um, and so I think that that just all leads you to where you are meant to be, you know? Yeah, that's, that's good advice. And, like, and I would say one thing I tell myself, which I would tell every student, and I tell my friends this and myself this, it's like, give yourself grace. You know, you're figuring it out. You don't have to be perfect. Like, I literally tell myself that like weekly. Like, it's like, okay, relax. You know, you are learning all the time. So give yourself grace, you know? Exactly. Like self-affirmations and things like that yeah totally it's so important you it know? really is it's a very important like like reassure yourself that you're doing great yep yep totally well do you have any questions uh for current one girls i guess that's me today so if you have any <laughs> questions well i was just wondering because i wrote some down earlier um like well one the storytelling play a role I guess in specifically your goals for careers or just things that you're interested in and I'm assuming the answer is yes because you're doing a podcast so but um yeah. I was just wondering yeah for me personally I love hearing um from different people because I feel like you can read all this stuff online you know it's like one click away but actually hearing different people's experiences and even like the struggles of how they got there I think it can really influence someone to pick a career path and like yeah. making those connections and like learning more about it, like what it's actually like, because I feel like everything's very 
glorified on the internet and it's like okay yeah. like this this and this but that's not how it really is so I think it's really important to like hear about the struggles of how someone got there and like yeah but also hear about like when they finally got there how great that was so yeah do you um what kind of um and I can now start getting into reporter mode so you just let me know when you guys have to go but um like what are some jobs that sound interesting for you so for me, I am very interested in like being a profiler and kind of like the psychology, but I'm going to be honest, I love photography. <laughs> like I'm in the photography club here, one of my favorite things, um, taking pictures and like that artsy side has always been like a big part. So though criminal justice, like I'm very like torn. I don't really know. Yeah. And it's like, I always say with photography, it doesn't have to be like it's in everyone's lives if you want it to be so um you know it's not like you have to give one or the other um exactly and then so yeah I was just gonna ask what type of careers that's cool that's really cool profiler that's awesome yeah I'm excited hopefully yeah which is also definitely like storytelling in and of itself yeah and also there's a lot of psychology and building trust in what I do and so I would say that's like definitely exact similar to being a profiler yeah yeah, definitely. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us, you know, about, you know, your time here at Gwinnett, you know, what, what you've got going on now, any exciting projects coming up? Like what, what do you want to share with the, with the listeners? Um, I would say just stuff that I have, that I'm like kind of looking towards now is um, doing photo editing. So um, I think that's, I've always enjoyed um, lifting up other photographers and being able to like understanding what it takes to do a story on the ground and having support from photo editors. I really enjoy that. Um, And so that's just a venture that I'm now trying to figure out how I can do because it's kind of like chicken before the egg or chicken whatever that phrase where it's like, how do you start doing a job when you don't have the experience doing the job? So even though I'm close to that, it's not something I do on a daily basis. So that's kind of, you know, something that I'm looking towards now. It's exciting. Yeah. Kind of the next stage in your career or adding yeah, another yeah, skill we'll set. Yeah, I know. It, it should be interesting. Um, so even though I'm running around, like, it'll be like crazy. Like my job will be like, okay, you have to leave right now to go to the ports, which I've been to the ports a lot because of inflation and supply chain um so that'll be like literally like I like always have my phone on because it's like something's happening somewhere all the time so being an editor would be a little bit of a nice less cowboy lifestyle um yep but I think it'd be an interesting another aspect of storytelling that I think is um good to work from both sides that's awesome well Thank you so much for joining us. This has been so interesting. It was so informative. I think, you know, so many girls are going to be excited to hear this and learn more for you. So thank I, you guys. I appreciate you taking the time. And yeah, this has been awesome. Really I really appreciate it. Ava Culp is holding a coach drive that is sponsored by the League Council at Gwen and Mercy Academy High School. This coach drive is held through One Warm Coat organization that seeks to provide free coats for children and adults in need while promoting volunteerism and environmental sustainability. One Warm Coat helps keep around 1 million pounds of clothes out of landfills and instead in the possession of people who truly need them. 
Make sure to donate your coats from November 29th through December 10th. There will be several boxes throughout the school where anyone can donate, including alumni and parents.